Listen, we like testing things. That's why that's why we enjoy <laughs> doing the cheese cheat for as much as we do. Hey, nobody has to know about that. Shh. I'm just we you did got not armor, cheat. right? <laughs> I, I wanna check this. You have you got armor from when we were doing that, right? Yes, I have Okay, good. I have the arm, the band, and the uh boots. Okay. Are you using your ghost to um oh what's the word focus uh armor like do you know about the um this the specs i don't even know what the fuck it's called it's a mod on the ghost that you can put on them that um specifies that you want armor leaning towards a specific stat i am not i probably should at this point yes and no i mean you can but if you i would only recommend that if you're like if you're trying to min max stats and do builds mm. and you're you're farming armor to do so yeah if if not then take what you can get and work with it from there True. i wanted i was asking that just to be sure that you got it because master dungeons give artifice armor like we talked about which gives you an extra slot mm. to um, boost your stats basically you know how you can put in the first slot you can put either plus 5 or plus 10 to any of your base stats yeah there's an additional slot next to that give, that gives you another plus three to any of those slots. Right. And then you got your basic mods for your armor. It It's helpful <laughs> to boost your stats and min-max stuff. True. My my only issue is with the, um, depending on the pieces of armor, that extra slot really doesn't help because I use the... Um, because the other one, the other boosts that I have equipped are like the three slot ones, so I'm pretty much maxed out as far as the slots before. So you gotta upgrade your armor then. No, I'm mean, have it at have it at Masterworks. Oh, you masterworked all your armor? Yeah, basically. That way I can use the, that way I can use the buffs. Because I want to say like um, I don't remember which piece of armor it was. But whichever whichever one gives you the uh, extra ammo uh, for either if you choose kinetic or if you choose the actual uh, elemental weapons like strand or arc or anything like that. Are you talking about reserves? Yeah. Okay. Yes. What about it? No, though that's what that's what I would have in place. I try to max it out as best I can so I have more ammo. Um. More max ammo to use. Okay. I'm going to ask my question now. Okay. <laughs> Since we're at the start, I guess. Do you call that the start? Is this the start? Or was that the start? No, that could be the start. We're, we're talking okay, about we'll st- <laughs> Jump right into Destiny and then switch gears <laughs> and then switch back. Okay. Uh, on my way to pick up the girls from the babysitter, I was listening to music and there was a specific lyric that I guess caused me to form a question in my head. Okay. And I'm curious as to if you can even think of anything in terms of this question. Sure. If you could condense down... Maybe not condense. I don't know. If you could, I guess, focus life in general down into one sound, what would it be? If someone asked you to describe life or living in one sound, what would you do, or how would you do it? 
<laughs> What's so funny? I can't do it to one. Long sound. pause. Because I have to think about that. What one sound would I use? I I have an answer too. And most of I, I want I want your answer first. I don't know. I guess it really all depends on how how I'm feeling at the time. It probably would be either ah or or the ch- <laughs> the chuckle, the first sound of the chuckle. All right. I would say the ticking of a clock. Okay. Your reasoning? We're all going to die someday. It's just a matter of time. Oh, jeez. That was a little morbid. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the music. It's corrupting the youth of America. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful note to start on. Yeah, I know, right? No, I also uh, didn't think of that. <laughs> it's an interesting question. I was like, hmm, what would that be? And then, like, as they were, like, doing the music and stuff, I'm like, you know, because, like, in the background during the song, they have, like, uh, the clock ticking, like, as part of it every so often. So I'm like, you know what? That works pretty well. That's all. Yay. Anyway, Oop. how is your week? <laughs> Uh, my week's been fine. This weather makes no sense to me. Go from the hot weather to holy crap, it's cold, and and then back up to warm, and then raining for four days, and now it's back down to cool. We didn't get that. Like we got. You didn't. It was. It wasn't the heavy rain that you guys got. Like over the weekend, we got maybe sprinkles, if that. Like I was working in the backyard. And I could feel the drops going, and at, for like a few seconds, it got it got a little bit heavier, but then it stopped, and then it just be mm-hmm. it just be like a nice little spray or something like that. That was that. Yeah. Today was the worst that we got, and it was a thunderstorm mixed with hail. See, oh. we didn't get rain today. That's weird. A little bit. And, and what what surprised the hell out of me is I've never seen hail around this area. And today of all days, we get hail? A couple weeks ago, it was sun shining after, like, raining when I was picking up Amelia and them. Yeah. And sun was out, and it started hailing. (laughs) It was so weird. The world's gonna end! I I mean, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Sure seems like Mother Nature's pissed. Apparently. Just don't get pissed at my plants. The poor things don't know what the hell to do. Because all every single one of them are flowering right now. I'm like, are you serious? You're still itty-bitty little plants. How are you flowering? Our bushes are covered in those white flowers. And we've like had bees visit a lot, which yeah. is cool. But Amelia's been growing a marigold plant, which, you know, it's got its stems up in its leaves. No flower on it yet. And I'm like, this poor thing is not going to know what to do now because it keeps <laughs> going hot and cold. Pretty much. Look, uh, The pumpkin plant. It has a big ass mm-hmm. flower on it. I'm like, you're not ready to grow fruit yet. <laughs> well, just watch the thing. Sometimes they don't turn into fruit. When we had the pumpkin, sometimes the flowers would turn, and sometimes they wouldn't. And even if like it grows to bump out and then starts to swell, yeah. that could easily die off too. Okay. And I wonder if that's just like part of the natural life cycle because we had a shit ton of pumpkins growing on it, 
even with the ones that died off too. Right. And it was all on the same vine. I I don't know. Is that a vine? Would you classify that as a vine even though it's coming out of the ground? It's all together. Vines just doesn't grow up. Vines technically come off the ground. Come out of the ground. Yeah, this one just snaked along the ground instead of going up. Right. I don't know. I'm not... I almost said an arborist. I'm not an... What's the word? (laughs) Horticulturist? Or whatever. Thank you. (laughs) Horny culturist. That's not me. (laughs) (laughs) He can be, guys, if you want him to. (laughs) That's for our Uh, only fans. I was was trying to make a joke. (laughs) I was going to say a horny culture. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. We're good. Anyway, what'd you play? Uh, Did I actually play anything different? No. Probably not. Probably not. More on my uh, my uh, passive time, the slime game, and active time, Destiny. Still stuck on Tears of the Kingdom and Destiny 2. <laughs> and God, is that dungeon hard. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> see, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's okay. It's just that fucking Sentinel Knight boss. I don't, I don't, wouldn't even, I don't even know what to call it because I want to say first boss. But it's technically the second encounter. Just the first one is a gauntlet to get there. I don't know. It's just, he, he sucks. <laughs> What's not making sense to me is I've seen videos uh, where people are actually doing damage to him while he's roaming around. Like, not when uh, not when we do, like, the, the debuff. They're actually, so we have to do the debuff to knock his, sh- to, well, to make him dan- damageable to knock his shield off. So I wonder how that's happening. You and me both. So I, I'm granted I'm watching these videos on my breakout work. I still work, think so. that we're doing something wrong, even though like I swear we're doing the mechanics right and all gathering up and getting the debuff when we need to. But it, it's just the videos I've seen. I don't get it. The dude just stands there. Yeah. While you know they kill that knight, get the buff, knock his shield off, and he doesn't move from his spot. Whereas when we do it, he bum rushes us and kills at least two of us. I, I don't get it. I don't know what we're doing wrong. Because <laughs> I thought, like, Tractor Cannon would work because it debuffs him and usually even bosses will, like, slow down or won't be so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I, I don't know. We'll have to watch I more videos like it, or at least try to watch them when I'm not at work. Because <laughs> I do it during my lunch. Don't worry. I was going to say, don't get in trouble. <laughs> But I still can't. I still have to have the volume volume off though, so I don't interrupt things. But still, I, I really want to know. It'll get easier as we level up too, because we're. I mean, besides there not being a uh, a new cap to our power level, the artifact reset. So whatever artifact levels we had are gone. So we got to work that up too. Yep. So it'll get easier. Fingers crossed. I'm just wondering if they'll lower the health of the bosses because everybody's still complaining about it. Oh, but to be fair, those guys have a lot of health. The only upside is the last boss has got such a long damage phase. Yep. Yeah. 
Nope. No. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to say something witty while not while not trying to to talk about the cheese. <laughs> you look like you were. You had a thousand yard stare. I'm just trying to figure out the right words to say. To say it. <laughs> That's fine. Bungie, don't listen just, to us as much as we would like you to. I'm sure they won't. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? I just want to get certain weapons from that thing. There's a like, especially the solar SMG and a better roll on. No, the roll I got on the glaive is not too bad, and I've got decent rocket launchers. I want to finish getting the armor, which I've heard that the drop rate on the cape for my hunter is atrocious. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's like the uh, cowboy hat all over again. Isn't there? Isn't there? Um. Some perks that you can put on the ghost that lets uh, let you focus on specific pieces of armor? Nope. What the hell am I thinking of? Or is it what you were talking about? It's what I was talking about. Okay. <sighs> they don't. I don't even think the ghosts have like dungeon or raid specific mods. It's all Vanguard or Crucible playlist stuff. Or Gambit, that's it. I'll have to take a look at it again. Anyway, this is Ramble Pack Podcast, episode 32. Is it two? Yes. Yay! And don't quote me. <laughs> I think so. I'm pretty sure it's 32, because le I always do this every week. I second guess what number it is. It's 32. We're good. I got it. Bang. I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Mike. <laughs> and give us a break. We've been on this for a, over a year now. <laughs> <laughs> we should be good at this by now. I should remember the number every... I almost said the word. We should should know the number every time speaking of doing it for a year i want you to start with the the story that's been a year in the making basically oh jesus yeah especially since you when it, you took it from me as soon as i saw it i went to go put it up on the dock you're like i got it it's mine <laughs> <laughs> i just find it ironic because i had literally just saw uh saw, read the article on msn at that time i was like yep copy and paste um but yeah, what we're talking about is this time last year we were talking about Sonic creator Yuji Naka, um, where he was fined for uh, insider trading. Well, now he gets over two years in prison. Um, little backstory: He was arrested back in November for the insider trading. Uh, had pleaded guilty in March. Um, he's been sentenced for two years in prison. Uh, oh, two and a half years. Wow. Okay. Um, at that time, uh, he was also fined twice, 2.5 million yen, 170 million yen, but his lawyers are currently looking to see if they can lower those numbers. So, yeah, that sucks. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Pretty much. I mean, it stinks, especially since, I guess you can say he was part of our childhood since we played Sonic growing up, but... You're not immune from reaping what you sow. Can somebody just like come up with a gif or like a meme, put the guy's pictures, and then gold, gold coins? Not going. Oh, wow, this is a Mario. Gold rings <laughs> exploding out. From you him. are as bad as my sisters growing up with that. Like they'd play Sonic as like, gotta get the coins. I'm like, get their fucking rings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know Sonic's moniker is gotta go fast. Yuji Naka's not going fast at all. <laughs> He's going nowhere. 
Sorry, man. It stinks. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like that we both do the same thing. So not exactly, uh, <laughs> not insider training level, training, trading level bad. But did you happen to read the article I put up from Bloomberg about the making of Redfall? I did not. Could you elaborate a little bit more? No. No. no but I'll, I guess I'll do it anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I guess Jason Schreier published an article talking about like what happened during the development of Redfall. Okay. Um, apparently the game was... It began development back in 2018. And this was before um, their acquisition with Microsoft. Okay. Um, apparently, also, they didn't want to do the multiplayer aspect. They wanted it to be a single-player game. But when Microsoft acquired them and they were full speed ahead on it still, like they were keeping that kind of stuff to it. There was, I guess, a microtransaction aspect to it. Yeah. Also, which... I guess was scrapped, which is probably for the best mm -hmm. because, you know, not a lot of people like that shit these days. Um, but I guess from that, there was a lot of burnout. A lot of people weren't passionate about the project because it wasn't going in the direction that they wanted it to go. Um, the, I don't know if it was the heads or if it was just the higher ups of the team were expecting the quote unquote, um, fuck course now i'm drawing a blank as to the studio why <laughs> who made prey help me oh jesus that's off the tip of my tongue too Hold on. i like it up quick arcane okay i got it i don't know why that was escaping me but arcane they they were like the arcane magic is going to click when we're nearing the end of development which of course is never a good sign because I don't know if you know about Anthem or was following that, but that's basically what Bioware was expecting with that, and that fell flat. <laughs> um, but when Microsoft acquired them, they were, now it's not secret, but secretly hoping that uh, the game was going to get scrapped or overhauled so that way they wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And as you can see, that wasn't the case. The game was quote-unquote finished and put out and immediately panned. Dun, and dun. here we are today. <clears throat> and I feel bad too because, like, I I played the game for a little while. It's janky. The AI, AI is not that great. It's it's kind of rough around the edges, but like underneath it, there is a decent game there. It's just it's hampered by a lot of crap, and the multiplayer stuff is it doesn't really help. It it just basically sounds like the throughout the development, it was, a lot of people played a game of chicken and ended up losing. Instead of focusing on what needed to be done. The things that were wanting to be focused on were not. Yeah. In place of aspects for the game that... I don't even know who was controlling the scope of it, but the people who were actually making the game were not fans of the aspects that were put into the game and would have rather it be something else. Right. And that just wasn't the case. Which sucks. Because right. that... Besides it being arcane, that game arcane that game had potential to be really good, mm -hmm. and I guarantee you, if if you can give them a a year or two to like work out the kinks, maybe even take out some aspects and put shit in that they want or know would work, mm -hmm. it could probably be excellent. I just don't know if they're gonna go that route though. 
I'm just wondering throughout this entire development if um, if the people that weren't pleased with it mentioned anything, or if they just went along with it without uh, to try not to piss off the status. They didn't want to ruffle any feathers, right? Knowing how this industry is at this point, yeah. Because ha let's say had somebody said something and they actually took uh, took it to heart and looked at it, would it be different? It could very well have been said, have been said, and they just like well, right, see. They didn't I do it. I don't know if you listened to the interview with um, Phil Spencer that kind of funny did that I mentioned before. Is mm -hmm. he talked about that? They do mock mock reviews for games. Mm. And it was it came out to lower scores than what their mock reviews were expecting. Mm. There's always like Q and A and testing on games and whatnot. And I'm wondering if it got to a point where they were like, at this point, there's nothing we can do. Let's stick it all together and put it out because we're already way over our time budget. Right. My guess is like they probably wanted, maybe when they wanted to keep working on it, so it was in a better state. And somebody from on high was like. No can do, we just got to put it out. Right. Don't know. It sucks. Yep. Well, talking about a game that may be hitting the ground running. Uh, the rumor, uh, rumor has it uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is not going to be Switch exclusive anymore. Good. Um, That'd be really weird. I only say that because Shin Megami Tensei, I only remember them from PlayStation. From what I was reading in the article, depending on who owned it at the time, it was a lot of back and forth. Like, it used to be multi-platform, and then it was exclusive, and back and forth, and whatnot. Um, they thought it, uh, the, the... It was the same thing with Persona also. Right, that's actually one of the things that they used as an uh, as an example. Like, the Persona series was like that. You get one one iteration on one console, the other iteration on another. It it just made it muddled. Um, but for now, at least, I, again, it's a rumor, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, I'm taking it as fact. Huh? I said I'm taking it as fact. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do, you buddy. <laughs> I will, thank you. Um, Spanish, uh, Spanish, uh, oh my god, Industry Insider Spanish Leaker N. Weedle um, <laughs> is the one that reported it. <laughs> okay. Um, that back, uh, back in November 2021, uh, Data Miner found uh, the, ten, uh, the Tensei 5 game, uh, the PS4, P, uh, PC and PS4 ports on the game files. Um, and then uh, had mentioned that it should be coming to PlayStation and Xbox as well. So take it as you will. If it does, cool. It would just be really weird if not, especially when we're at this point where was it Persona three and four, and then Persona five, was it Royale or whatever it's called, was mm -hmm. all on PlayStation first, and then oh, which one was it that? I think they did it weird where it started coming out to Xbox, but it wasn't in, like, it wasn't 3, 4, 5. Mm -hmm. It was, like, maybe 5 and then 3 and then 4 or something like that. Right. I, I don't think that they came out sequentially, but it, it was only 
PlayStation at first, and then a couple years later, they're like, okay, now on Xbox. Right. So it'd be really weird for them to pick this game and say, Switch only. It could be, but at the same time, again, them guy got to bring it in here. Look at uh, look at Kingdom Hearts 3 when they announced that. It was, it was weird <laughs> to hear the announcement that 3 would be multi-platform when all the other ones had been PlayStation only. Or at least the main, at least the main um, chapters, and then but after those that, those did eventually make it to other consoles. It right, just took years. Yeah, they re uh, they re released it afterwards, first for the Xbox, and then once they were able to, they did it for the Switch. And that might be why too, just because that door was open. Right. So I'm assuming that's what it's taking. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about Atlas games anymore. You and me both. Actually, does um does Atlas even do the 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 Disgaea games anymore? Ooh, good question. I don't know. I'm going to assume so. Tell you what, I will take a peek really quick. I'm going. To, what do you think? Yes or no? I'm going to say yes. I want to say because it was no. originally their IP. I don't think they do them anymore. I think it's it's another developer. Either that or I'm thinking of Nice. Oh, I just realized something. Wow. You didn't say Disgaea. You've corrected me so many times that I've just it just stuck. It still uh, sounds weird. Created and my developed <laughs> created and developed by Nippon Ichi. Nipponichi Software doesn't say it. Nippon. Oh, Atlas USA. It published it. So there you go. Uh, yeah, for America, Atlas USA did. For Europe, Koei, um, Square Enix Europe, and for Australia, Ubisoft Australia helped publish it. So there you go. Atlas did publish it, but they didn't make it. Nipponichi made it. Okay. Are they still the publishers though? Uh, what I was reading was from Wikipedia, and it was from Disgaea as a whole, not from a specific game. So I would assume so. Okay. Does that help? Yes. All right. <laughs> Satisfi satisfied me for uh, for uh, for a minute there. Oh, cool. <laughs> Have you gotten to try Marvel's Midnight Suns yet since it came out last year? I don't know why I haven't. I've been meaning to, but I don't. Especially since it's a free mobile game. Uh oh no! Am I think? Um, I, am I confusing? You're thinking that? of something else. You're thinking of Marvel Snap. Marvel's Midnight Suns was the um, kind of like isometric view of the characters, and I believe that was a tactical fighter. That's Hold the on, Fire Axis. Is that the, one, the one where the, the demon characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I have not. What again? Another game I probably should uh, I should be playing, but I don't. Okay, so I'm going to blame you for Fire Axis having to lay off half their staff. No, I'm sorry. I'll give you the 50 bucks. I'm sorry. I don't know if it was actually half their staff, but yeah, they were hit by some pretty big layoffs, like 30 employees. Oh, Jesus. And they, and they say it's, quote unquote, due to sharpening of focus and enhancements and efficiency and aligning their talent against high, uh, high, aligning their talents for their highest priorities. Basically, that's a nice way of saying, "Hey, we d we didn't make enough money on this stuff, so we're yes, cutting exactly. it down as much." Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
that game was great. It got good reviews. People liked it, but it just did not sell enough. It didn't sell well enough for him. Again, I'm sorry. But, um, and you know what? I'm I'm not going to blame them entirely because even I'm going to agree with the CEO of Take Two when they said that it was just poor timing for the release window. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm I it, that game released during a time when there was some higher or bigger. No, what's the word I'm thinking of? More heavy hitters coming out at the same time too. Yeah. So they were was, kind of fighting for their life. Wasn't this around the same time that Ragnarok came out and all that? Uh, maybe. Let me get a date and I can tell you. See, I I wish that I had like a perfect memory and could tell you everything that happened around that time, but I don't fucking know. I just know that that game came out, but there was a lot of other big name games coming out at the same time. So it was like, what do I do? Yeah, because I want to say there was a lot of showcases going on around that time too. So it was a lot of... It re- I, oh, yeah, that it's a terrible fucking window. December first. Oh Jesus! Smack dab in the middle of uh, Christmas, Christmas season, and all the big games that were coming out around that time had come out or will be coming out close to Christmas. So, yeah, not a good time. Nope. It's unfortunate. Same. It seems oh, to be oh the and case talking about. Later. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, seems to be the case a lot lately with a whole bunch of businesses around here. Oh, in Massachusetts alone? In general. I just went, I just okay. drove by uh, on the way to Home Depot uh, the other day and noticed that uh, David's Bridal is closing. Oh, yeah, I knew about that because um, I think besides the wife-to-be... Wife? What's the word? Bride. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. The bride to be whose wedding we're going to in October. And hell, I think even Meg and Amelia both got their dresses at David's Bridal. And it was all sales are final. We'll help you do alterations if you want, but that's it. Yeah. I thought I thought that was nuts. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Been around forever. Been around forever and it's like a major chain store where who the uh, other than like a regular mom and pop, uh, regular mom and pop shop where do pe- where do girl uh, where do girls go to get their dresses boutiques yeah probably and not to men- not to mention the fact that i know this is a video game sorry guys had to go on this <laughs> tangent now if uh, david's bridal's going on going out of business how long until uh, men's warehouse does cuz it's the same company well, they already ousted the dude. Like, remember the um, the main dude who was like, you're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. They booted him out and don't do commercials with him anymore. <laughs> I don't remember why, but there was like a very specific reason that they got rid of him. And you notice that they don't ever say, I guarantee it anymore either. They took out that little moniker. <laughs> Just an observation. Because the second you do, you open yourself up to litigation. Exactly. That's probably why. <laughs> Speaking of things that are ending or have ended, SGDQ ended. <laughs> <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> they raised $2,239,204 for Doctors Without Borders. Yay. Good job, guys. Not bad. There's some pretty cool uh, speed runs this year, too. One of the ones that stood out, not just because I'm biased on it, but was actually impressive, and I'm still trying to figure out how the hell they did it. Mm-hmm. Someone did a blindfold run of Breath of the Wild. 
Huh? Yeah. Beat, beat the game blindfolded. You froze again. Yeah. Fuck. You froze again. I see you. Stop typing. <laughs> Unfrozen. What is going on with this? <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm hardwired in, so I'm I'm assuming it might be Discord. <laughs> now I know where that one is. Uh, what was the last thing I was saying? Uh, blindfold, blindfold, blindfolded <laughs> run of Breath of the Wild. Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm, I don't know how they did it, but they beat the game blindfolded. Holy shit. I, I'm just wondering how much testing would have uh, of that theory would, uh, would have been done before that run. So from watching a lot of different speedruns, um, there have been a different or a handful of different blindfolded runs before. Mm -hmm. And usually it's it's a lot of muscle memory and sound cues. Mm -hmm. So like they know when to react and do things. But these people who speedrun, dude, they, they will do it, practice it, get it down, and turn around and do it right again after they finished it. And like try to perfect it. So must have been practicing for a while. Oh crap! Didn't some uh, speaking of which, didn't somebody just do like um, a ridiculous run of I don't remember what the game was, but ended up completing it, did doing a speed a speed run in like four minutes or something like that this time around. Oh dude, yeah. Oh, what was it? I just saw this too, and I know what you're talking about. Wasn't uh, it like Orcarina of Time or something? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is a continuation of something that people have done before, and I guess they've shaved off a little bit more time. But I, I still don't understand the mechanics of this, but they they speed ran, I believe it was Ocarina of Time, and beat the game, but not in Ocarina of Time. They did it within Smash Brothers, I believe it was. What? Yeah. <laughs> so the most that I can understand from this is where they'll they'll put the game in, do whatever to it, take it out and swap it with the other one. And it will still carry over whatever information is in memory, I think, or something like that and will allow you to continue doing stuff. Okay. It it's it's a form of like code manipulation within the game but using other games as well. And the only instance I can give you of like code manipulation in a game is playing at least red and blue, maybe even yellow, but there's a specific set of things you can do, like triggering, triggering a certain um, trainer battle, going somewhere, moving in a specific way, and doing something specific to trigger Mew to come up, legit, in the game, to where you can battle them and catch them. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, so it's something similar to that, but also using the cartridges. That... But somehow it still works. It's nuts. I have to see this. My question is, how the fuck do you figure that stuff out? <laughs> like, what are you doing in your life to be like, oh, I can do this, and then I do that, and look, I beat the game. I, I don't know. My brain hurts thinking about it. <laughs> uh, listen, how do people? Oh, how do geez. some people figure out certain things? Uh, what? Uh, luck of the draw? I don't know. 
Or look at like the uh, game cheats and stuff like that. How do people come across some, uh, some of the game cheats on uh, that they do? Or know that hey, this person. So I, I I kind of know this. Back in the day when we actually had cheat codes and stuff like that, if they weren't published or put out by the companies themselves, sometimes there would be people in the company that would leak it to magazines and stuff, so that way they had it for their articles. Mm-hmm. Well, what about? So that's how some of those were figured out. Well, what about, for example, per- a perfect example, uh, Avalon with uh, Destiny Two. The the wish uh, wish uh-huh. ender being able to uh, being able to pierce the barrier for the for the uh, final boss. How the hell do you figure that out? So that's probably from a smaller offshoot of the community. Um, shout out to r slash uh, raid secrets. They do a lot of out of bounds shit and stuff like that. Um, so they they find a lot of glitches and things you can do to get out of the map or manipulate things and find stuff early. It would not surprise me if one of them there found that first. Yeah, but how do you how do you know uh, how would they? I would very curious how you, they would come across that. They go out of bounds and what? Just, just play around and shoot. test it. Are they just ran? Are they seeing it in the code, or are they just shooting them with ran- the bosses with random weapons to see what they do? Um, probably. You know what? If I don't know honestly, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna take a guess and say, if you go based off of a Hydra shield that rotates around them, the Wishender bow shots go right through those shields and will still hit the Hydra anyway. Mm-hmm. The shield is not immune to the damage. Um, I mean, you just take that and upscale it to the boss. Yeah, that makes sense. And I believe this is not the first instance of that either. I'm pretty sure that there have been other bosses that have been immune, but you can still plink away at them. Makes sense. That, now that you mm-hmm. mentioned that that, that, that that theory does make sense, but I'm just trying to think of why developers didn't think of that when they when they put the boss in there. <laughs> They well, they probably didn't even think about it because the boss is supposed to be immune. <laughs> They're not supposed to be able to get hurt. But you know, Bungie's running on their own game engine, so there must have been some kind of mess up between the bow and the shield stuff. It's my guess. And too bad I didn't get Wish Ender soon uh, soon enough. <laughs> That's all right. You got it now. Now you got a good boss weapon, barrier taken down weapon. That thing just hits like a truck. That's really all you need. <laughs> and it over penetrates too. So you can like, if you line it up, you can take out two or three people in one arrow. No shit. Holy crap. I need, yeah, to, I not, need to play around with Not very with many thing. weapons do that either. I, I'm going to mess around um, with that sucker. I'm not a fan of bows, but I'll mess around <laughs> with it. It's a good bow. I'm not a big fan of bows either. I don't use them, except for like very specific instances, like Legend Law sectors. I'll use Le Monarch just for the poison or whatever, because it also helps with overload sometimes. Uh, but Wishender, that is my go-to. If I need anything like that hits hard or barrier or just damage output, mm-hmm. Wishender. Okay. Now, since I mentioned Pokemon earlier and I mentioned Mew, uh, I don't. I don't keep up with Pokemon Go and shit like that. So what happened with this Mewtwo Shadow Raid thing? 
Um, I've I've stopped playing when this happened, but from uh, from the article I read, um, they oh, so had, this isn't recent. This was back in this was back in May. Uh, they tried to issue um, introduce a new raid mechanic where it's going to be shadow raids, and for the first shadow raid, you get to um, you get to battle Mewtwo, and um, what was supposed to happen was you were supposed to be able to catch Mewtwo. Um, share the shiny variant would show up every so often, and that you could it, uh, obtain what's called a rare candy XL. I don't think those were out by the last time I played, but because of bugs in the system, people weren't getting it to the point where there was such backlash that uh, Niantic had said that based off of, like, how many raids people have done and stuff like that, players will learn between well, ter- 10, 20, or 30 Rare Candy XL by the end of the week um, when it was announced. Um, hmm. And then to prevent any further issues, um, they had said that the Shadow Raids going forward will have the same chances of rewarding the XL as normal raids. So, um, yeah, just one of those, one of those things where something new came out, didn't work the way they wanted it to. And sounded, sounded good in theory, didn't work. Pretty much. Um, but hopefully it should be, um, all set for the next one, which is supposedly Articuno within, uh, June. So. <gasps> That's this month. I don't care. <laughs> So if anybody, so if anybody plays Pokemon <laughs> Go that's watching, let us know how it turns out. Because I'm not getting back into that crack. Did it really grab you that hard? I mean, I know we've talked about it, but like, just hearing it from somebody saying I was a Pokemon Go fiend, it's kind of surprising. The f- put it this way: the first time it went, uh, the first time it went live, me and Callie would go on. Uh, when I would get out of work or on my days off, this was when I was working at the Standard Times, we would go, do not switch, uh, we would go um, on joy rides and drive all over, all over the city or even go, go into Dartmouth if we needed to, to catch specific Pokemon. Like, we were in groups on Facebook uh, that were saying, oh, we saw this Pokemon you in this You were all area. about it. Oh, yeah. Like, this is when Dratini <laughs> was actually very hard to catch in the game. And mm-hmm. we saw posts of people saying, oh, Dratinis are at the uh, are at the docks right now. And we'd go all the way from the north end to the south end to go catch a freaking Dratini. <laughs> we, even, uh, we even went to, like, the, the group parties where at Fort Phoenix in Fairhaven, there were two Pokestops at the fort right next to each other. Um and mm-hmm. a massive group of people, like 30, 40 people, were sitting sitting at the stops, just dropping the lures, so that everybody can catch stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was fun at the time when we were we were into it, and we got back into it when we uh, first moved into the house. Um. But each time it was fun. The second time around, we obviously had Sawyer with us, so he would like going on those joy rides, and he'd watch us catch Pokemon. 
Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was good to go. I, I liked it. You, we, we were we were playing together at that time. Like we do remote rem, uh, remote raids and stuff like that. Okay. So I'm gonna pivot from Pokemon and uh, remember how Power Wash was getting a SpongeBob themed DLC. Yes. What are they doing now? <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> they're coming to VR and they're getting a Warhammer 40k DLC too. How does that VR? I can see. How does Warhammer fit into this? See that I'm trying to figure out too because like Warhammer is all about like blood and gore and tearing people apart and war and shit like that. And there's nothing in Power Wash that says anything about that, really. Like, even the Final Fantasy stuff was just, like, here's this vehicle, and here's this vehicle, and a little plaque that says it. And the president of Shinra was talking about certain things in that little DLC, but that was all that was. So I don't know what they plan to do for Warhammer, unless it's, like, the armor and stuff like that, and you clean that off. Could be. I don't exactly picture them walking off a battlefield and you power wash them as they walk by type of thing. No. <laughs> there was a game... There's a game similar to Power Wash that's called, like, Viscera Cleanup. And you're basically a janitor after an FPS game. But, it like, it doesn't hide the gore and stuff like that. So you have to walk around and clean up that stuff. Pick, like, you are, you have a mop and a bucket and water and... An incinerator and stuff like that. You're walking around picking up organs and clips and spent ammo and things like that. And you're cleaning up after the match for the next one. I, I I've seen I've seen videos of that and I and I can honestly say I've sat there watching people do that for hours. Why? One thing that that game does that I'm glad Power Wash doesn't do mm-hmm. is if you walk in like if you're cleaning a spot and you walk in blood or mud or anything like that, mm. it'll track it in Viscera. Like you'll have footsteps where it was. If you knock over a bucket, it'll splash and pour everywhere. But Power Wash doesn't do anything like that, so I'm glad. <laughs> it's more relaxing. It depends. Oh god, just because we're talking about blood and guts and gore too. Are you a fan of RoboCop, or did you watch the movie? Yes, I used to. Wa- I used to watch the old RoboCop. Yes, I think there was even a okay. uh, a TV uh, a kids TV show when we were younger too. I love the first one. I hate the remake. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that they're making a game of RoboCop. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, it's called Rogue City. Apparently, it's in New Detroit still, but the game is called Rogue City, and you are RoboCop. And they just put out a ten minute trailer for the game the other day. How it I looks have... neat. How I have not seen this. Um, it's on the dock and it's the youtube video so you can go and check it out well it's it's on twitter but still there's one on youtube i think ign put it out actually it's cool looking yes it is (laughs) he's just smashing people in the face Ooh, that's robocop man holy shit (laughs) yep this is gonna be fun (laughs) looks like it'll be Uh uh-huh i'm wondering if you'll get to fight ed 209 or not Oh, 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 God. Go you know what this makes me think of, too? What? Well, well, this wasn't... This is not the same thing. But uh, remember the Sega Game Gear? Not really. Refresh my memory. It was basically Sega's version of the Game Boy. Oh, okay. Yep, I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Yep. Uh, there was a game on there that I used to play called RoboCop vs. Terminator. And you were RoboCop going around fighting like Terminator goons and stuff like that, trying to stop whatever his face was, the actual Terminator from 
whatever he was doing. I don't even remember the story, but I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> Isn't that also the game system that, like, you it took, like, eight batteries and had only, like, two-hour battery life? So, that... The Game Gear, I think, maybe took three or four. The one you were talking about, I think, was when I mentioned the Sega Nomad, which was basically a handheld version of the Genesis, which ate eight bat six or eight batteries, and it only had two-hour life. Oh, Jesus. Yep, that's exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that game was fun. <laughs> Sorry, had to readjust my butt. <sighs> you're good. <laughs> I'm going to pick my butt up here and move it over there. <laughs> Well, talking talking about blood and gore and whatnot. Uh, Rebirth. Woohoo. I don't know. Ugh, gross. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Afterbirth. Never mind. I got my births mixed up. Uh, Square Enix um, announced that it, even though Rebirth is supposed to be the sequel to Remake, you do not have to play the first version uh, before the game uh, when it comes out. Um... Are you able to explain how that will work, considering it's supposed to be, like, one story from beginning to end, basically? Yeah, because at least the original game, um, if you guys are familiar with uh, the the PlayStation games and how uh, Final Fantasy's worked with them, like, 7, 8, 9, until, place, uh, until the PS2 came out, those games were so big and were so uh, processing heavy. That the game had to showing be showing your age. Yeah, I know, right? It had to, the game had to be split <laughs> up between three or four discs just so that they could fit it all. People were thinking that these games were going to be the same type of thing, that they're going to split it up, split up the story throughout multiple installments. Um, in this particular scenario, they didn't say exactly, but people are thinking that. When they release Rebirth, they're probably going to have like some type of flashback storyline type of thing that recaps the events of the first game so that you could understand what was going on or at least enough to start playing the game. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, seeing as there's been quite a lot that happened in the first game. But I would... I would be interested in trying it out once um, once I actually do get a PS5, but going to be interesting. So a new question came up on Twitter from the devs. Yeah. Have you been keeping up with those? Oh like no! The answer or whatever. I forgot all about that. No. Um, what Adam's so, talking about is. Uh, Square Enix has been doing like a question of the day type of thing. That's how they found out uh, how they found out this answer was uh, day four. First question was, do you have to play the original game? Uh, what's the most recent one? Uh, the newest one that I found is, has the battle system changed from Final Fantasy VII Remake? Has it? You ready for the answer? Go ahead. In Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, this is the answer, verbatim. Uh -huh. In Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, new comrades will join you in battle, and you can cooperate with other party members in even closer ways than before. Okay. 
What the hell do they mean by that? Is there going to be like a tag system or something? They did not elaborate. Uh, I'm interested. Okay. Um, what day is that? What day is that one? At this point, because when you ask me, and I had already closed it out. <laughs> Let me get it up again. Well, the reason why I ask is because a lot of people are having theory, having the theory that the the question of the day thing. They're going to stop at day seven. Um, and that's when mm -hmm. they're thinking they're going to uh, they're going to reveal when Rebirth is supposed to release. Seeing as that's so, the same. this one doesn't say what day. It just says developer comment number five. OK. No, the reason why I asked is because uh, a lot of uh, some of the theories that people are having is that they're going to stop the because it's Final Fantasy seven. They're going to stop the cute. Uh, Q&A uh, Q a, a day at day 7, um, which puts it at June 8th. Um, it also happens to align with uh, Kaylee's Summer Game Fest, which they think is probably when uh, they're going to announce the actual release date for, uh, for Rebirth. Makes sense. I think that would be pretty cool. That lines up pretty well, yeah. So. Speaking of showcases, I've got a list of what's up and coming so we'll go over that later <laughs> okay uh, but... you want... really quick uh, you had to have seen this i'm gonna ask you something and i've got a rumor for you okay um how do you feel about apple's mixed reality headset thing i've heard of it i haven't what is it exactly supposed to be doing it's a headset that that is a mix of AR and VR. How does it do that though? Is it just like throws in the VR in through the AR? Like you still are aware of your surroundings type of thing, but it adds other stuff. But wouldn't that just be AR? Um. Yes, that's AR, but also, um. The videos that I saw were like, you know, it's it's in front of you. You interface with it using your hands. Uh -huh. Clearly, nobody can see it, which is like an AR feature. But like, you're in an you can be in an environment too, which is obviously the VR aspect of it. That's all I know. I didn't watch the um, developers conference or anything, so I don't know what all it's supposed to do or what they plan for it. But three thousand five hundred dollars to buy it. Hi, Chihuahua. Yeah. Nah, uh, I'm good. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> no. Oh, and a rumor just for you. Okay. I don't know why I haven't heard anything about 8, but there's a lot of rumors floating around that Final Fantasy 9 is the next game to get a remaster. Is it a remaster Remake or, or remaster? Yeah, I, we always, that I we fucking talk about this. Well, no. reason why I asked is because um, I, didn't, uh, I heard the same rumor, except it's saying remake. But it's also, uh, the rumor also came from somebody where they've already proven a couple of things that they said. Granted, a couple of things they said was true, but a lot of other stuff they said was Jeff false. Grubb. Say that? Yeah, Jeff Grubb was part of, um, he's the one who talked about it on a show. Uh, what show? 
Jeff Grubb states that he's heard Rhea recently. Final Fantasy IX Remake is real and happening. During some talk he was having with somebody. That I would, so maybe. hands down, make sure I get a PlayStation 5 for. If they I figured it. you would. I, dude, Final Fantasy VIII would lend itself so well to Final Fantasy VII Remake's system. Just like that story alone would fit that type of RPG feel, like the way that the the battles and stuff go in that. Mm-hmm. It would work so well with that story. I think it would too. I'm just wondering if they're if they're jumping to nine happen uh, is just because of like look at look at all the the installments of the Final Fantasy franchise that they've come out with recent. They've all been hyper realistic type of uh, type of games. Even the even like the Kingdom Hearts series has been hyper realistic. Looking at trailer for four and the most recent stuff for three, maybe they're trying to. Yeah, but it wasn't four supposed to be like in a different area, which is why it looks like that. Yes, it te- technically it's supposed to be like in a area that's similar to Final Fantasy fifteen type ish. So. Um... That's what people are speculating anyways. But I, I'm assuming they're probably looking at it as a whole. We've released all these hyper-realistic games. Let's see. Let's try to go back to a game that, by all means, was definitely not hyper-realistic. And people very much enjoyed it, which Final Fantasy IX was. Right. And see how well something like that would work. Yeah. Um. I would like to see that happen. I just want them to do it right, but that's just because of the fact that out of out of the final Your Fantasy, love for the game. Oh, absolutely! I if I had to choose between nine and seven, <laughs> I will pick nine all day long. I love seven. Don't get me wrong; that's what got me into wow. Got me into RPGs. Really? Yeah. Seven got me into RPGs. I'm... Nine solidified it. Hmm. Wow. I'm really surprised. I, I don't know if it's because of the storyline or the char- uh, the character designs. It just I, it got it, it reeled me in. It spoke to you. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> nothing it, wrong with that. It has plenty. It, it has its seriousness, but it also had like its whimsy and I. You knew it wasn't. It, it there was seriousness to it, but you knew it. You didn't have to be too serious about it you knew it was a game you knew it was mm-hmm. fantasy type of thing where final fantasy 7 yes it had it was okay its... to be goofy right you could be goofy and have your basically the way people want to play dungeons and dragons it's that's how it is mm. and you mm-hmm. weren't uh, you weren't afraid to go there at that time whereas final fantasy 7 it was really serious it was this is what's happening this is realistic to a certain degree at that point yes i understand there are summons and magic and stuff like that obviously that's not true that can't really happen in real life but it was enough of a degree to i don't know you could try could (laughs) um (laughs) but you get where I'm getting at, right? Yeah. 
uh, it just made things a li- I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but it made things really real for me. Especially on the fact that this is the first game that I've played where it's not like a horror game, but somebody... Act- oh, no, I lied. It's not- I lied. That's not the first game that somebody died. But to actually see it happen in-game. And it caused a reaction. Um, I think the only other game that did that to me, ironically enough, was an RPG, was the Sukoden game. Uh, where <laughs> one of the main character, one of the main characters, dies by a fleshy, uh, a flesh-eating virus or bacteria or whatnot. But he ends up getting revived. If you, uh, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't played it, um, <laughs> you should. It's a really good game. Play, haven't played a twenty-year-old game. I know, right? Um, if you collect like all the other characters in the game, um, they'll actually revive them. Well, doesn't that kind of, like, take away from that moment, then? It did. When I found out he can come back, I tried just to see that I could. Um, mind you, this was after I've already beaten the story, and this was years ago, and I replayed it. Um, it kind of did, yeah, it, it ruined it. But when I didn't know that that happened and this person died, I cried. I was a little kid, and I cried. <laughs> I'm like, how how is this appropriate for kids? <laughs> no shame in that. Nope. I kind of shed a tear when uh, Dom sacrificed himself in Gears of War 2. I did not see that, but if it's any of my... If it's any of the same gut punch feeling, I'm right there with you, brother. It was kind of expected and unexpected. Like, you could kind of see it coming, but at the same time, you were like, nah, he's not going to do that. Right. And then he does, and it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. He was, from playing that game as long as I did, Dom was my main character for some reason. I liked him first, and then Marcus second. Yeah. And then when he died, you had to switch mains. Yeah. Oh, well. Still a good game series. Huh. Well, one, two, and three were great. After that, meh. Honestly, I miss games that 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 allowed you to have that kind of attachment to a character. Because the if you if it actually makes I would you argue feel, they're still around. I haven't really played them recently. Like let's let's do a comparison. Hawthorne dying in uh, Destiny Two. During uh, during Season of Defiance. Try again. Huh? Try again. Not Hawthorne. Uh, Holiday, sorry. I wish Hawthorne would die. Holy go. crap, she's You just annoying. made a lot of people... Like, oh, dude, you sound like the rest of the community. <laughs> <laughs> she's annoying! And pointless! <laughs> she's pointless now. She was a big deal when it came to the Red War campaign, and, and like she just keeps up with clan stuff and certain raid things now. I, I I don't know. I like I I liked Holiday. She she was cool and quirky in the, like the first the the D one and I didn't deal with her very much in D two. The fact that they killed her off, I'm like, like you said, it was expected. And yeah, it was telegraphed hard. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
but I felt nothing about it. I had no attachment to this girl whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. But let's yeah, move on. You didn't really get a chance to form any of attachment to her story or backstory or anything like that. That was all kind of like crammed in in the first couple of weeks and then they killed her off. Right, exactly. Whereas, uh, whereas other uh, the games that we're, uh, that we're talking about, the older games, you built up. They they were actually part of the story. They you found out their reasoning and stuff like that. And then, sh- like the the Sukoden scene that I was talking about, there was no there was no. Granted, I was a kid when I first saw it and had the reaction, but there was nothing there. Outside of him realizing, hey, this uh, the main character doesn't doesn't need to rely on him as much. But outside of that, there was no indication that they were showing. Oh, this guy's gonna off himself. No, it's right. The bad guy threw a vial of uh, po- uh, poisonous flesh-eating gas or bacteria or whatnot, shoves everybody into the other room and shuts the door. And then they have the Bye-bye. whole yeah they do their whole heartfelt goodbye and stuff like that. But there was no indication that something like that was happening, at least to me that I recognized. I don't see you. you I, I don't really see right. that anymore. What part of that are you like? What part of that are you specifically pointing out? As far as what, like the the surprise factor, or I don't know, it's a bit of yeah, both. Like it sounds, uh, it sounded like you were saying you're not able to form emotional attachments to characters or stories these days because they're not good enough, or they don't grab you. Right, I think the as far as like recently, I felt uh, actually, I, I'm going to be Kingdom Hearts heavy today. The biggest death, <laughs> I felt more for when Donald died using a Zeta Flare than freaking a Holiday dying. A cartoon duck who is annoying as shit in Dreamlight Wait. Valley, I felt more for his death than I did than I did for Holiday. He died. You're, are you gonna ever play the Kingdom Hearts games? No. Okay. <laughs> so if anybody else is stop uh, fast forward about five minutes you'll miss some conversation but well yeah uh donald died uh at one point he did come back don't don't get me wrong um yeah there's no way that they're gonna let him stay dead oh absolutely not the disney would not let that happen don't kill the duck um no but yeah he died uh at one point in the game when they get to the the keyblade graveyard they're fighting um, one of the iterations of Xehanort. And to protect everybody, Donald launches like uh, a Zeta Flare, which is supposed to be like the biggest spell he can muster at that point. It uses up all his magic and life force and stuff like that to fire it off. And then he dies. And that hit hard. <laughs> but it took how many games and how many side games... To build that, build that relationship. Yeah, you you were invested in it at the time, right? And then to find out, uh, um, whereas Holiday, nothing. Granted, I knew her from D one, 
but that was it. But that's really the extent of it. Yeah. It, um, I'm sure it would have hit harder had example, they used it more. For you, th- oh. Go ahead. Yeah, probably it probably would have, but I feel like that's also part of like, or the detriment of the way that they're telling stories right now too. Mm-hmm. You need something a lot more long, longer and drawn out, and her to be more involved in it. Right. Um, and I feel like that's why, uh, what's his name, Aldrin becoming crow and being resed as a guardian was like a big shock. You know, because he was there since D1 too, but you knew a hell of a lot more about him and his backstory. Right, you could tell from the minute you you met him, he was going to be a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked about, he was not like that before. Crow, as he is now, is more like Aldrin was before he went to the Black Garden. Yeah. But I. Look- but um, an example of like a, a attachment to like story and characters, you have to play The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. That I don't know what it is about the way that they made the quests and the characters that you interact with and stuff, but I give a shit about pretty much everyone you interact with, and even if the dialogue options that you pick or the choices you make affect it in a big way or a small way or not at all, I still take a minute to like think about what's going to happen with my choices and how it's going to affect these people and how I can make a change with them or affect them or anything like that if there's bandits attacking something i feel that urge to go and protect them if somebody's hurt i feel that urge to help them if somebody needs coin for something i want to give them that in the game Mm -hmm. there's just i don't know what it is but they did something so well with that game and how they created the characters and the dialogue options and just the voice acting alone is not half bad Mm -hmm. everything about that game grabbed me and i loved it yeah so I, I'm going to recommend that game highly to anybody if you want, but even on an emotional attachment, well, maybe not attachment, but like a connection level, there's plenty in that game to find something to connect to. Which, which is basically what I'm looking for and what I think a lot of games seem to be missing, to be honest, lately. Um, where before you could make the attachments and stuff like that, that doesn't really happen, or at least in my opinion, anyways, it doesn't really I, happen in the game. I think the ones that the ones that allow you, I feel like allow you to do that is the wrong set of words. But like the games that can have that ability to have you feel that way are kind of few and far between now, or are very specific. Like everybody's got their own likes and dislikes and likes whatever game they like, but it feels like. It's not all focused on these specific games that come out because there's so much now, and you kind of have to sift through it to find those things. Yeah. And I get it. You're not going to get like an emotional attachment to a, let's say, for example, a, a player on uh, N- uh, NBA 2K, whatever they're at, or Madden, or anything like that. I, I understand those type of games. They are what they are. They're. There are cash grab year after year after year new new iterations of it, but if it's going to be like a story game, yeah. you're going to come up with a character or stuff like that. I, I have to have some type of investment in it. I have to be able to have that connection with the characters where I feel something. If I don't, then that's kind of right. that's kind of pointless to be playing the game. To me, anyways, those type of games. Um, 
Well, it depends on what you like in the game, too. There's been plenty of games where the story is shit, but I like the, how the game plays, so I just keep playing it and ignore the story. Hmm. Okay. Um... I think it all depends on the game, but for me, if it's if it's like an RPG or anything like that, I, 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 there's got to be some type of story to it. I know I'm kind of backtracking mm -hmm. on what I've said in the past. It, first, it's got to be visually appealing to me, or else I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my time into it. I I'm a simple hoe. I need I, I need something pleasing to the <laughs> eyes. Um. And then afterwards, I I need the story. It's got to be pretty, mm -hmm. and it's got to be it's got to be uh, uh, the story is what's going to keep keep me going. Some I can overlook some aspects of battles and mechanics and stuff like that. But if it's not a good story or it's not visually pleasing, I'm I'm not going to continue with it. I don't care how easy the mechanics are for me. But that's my opinion. That that's how I would play. We. All right, I say that we speed run through the last couple things and wrap this up because it's almost 11.30. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know there have been plenty of interruptions and stuff, but yeah, it's getting late. Okay. Uh... So what's that Minecraft thing that you were talking about? Oh, yeah. Or that you were talking about on your list? Yeah, uh, apparently a mic uh, Minecraft player uh, built the, uh, the Hogwarts castle in-game. Like, not just the outside. He went all out. Major, if you watch the if you watch the movies from the first one to the last, um, he built it to look exactly like it was in the, uh, in the movies, the Great Hall, the Quidditch Field, um, the the house the house rooms, uh, the hallways, the moving staircases, stuff like that. He re actually recreated in Minecraft, and I thought that was pretty cool because I saw the images that they showed about that. The fact that somebody can actually do that in those type of systems, I thought that was awesome. And how much time has to go into that? that? Is, that's a hell of an investment. Dude, when Minecraft... I'm going to date myself with this too because this was fucking forever ago, it feels like too. But like when Minecraft was first getting its legs and people were discovering it, mm -hmm. uh, you've seen a lot of people building like just things they've seen from shows. And the one that got around a lot was the Janeway from Star Trek. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of along the similar lines, but to the nth degree, <laughs> because it's fucking Hogwarts. Pretty much, because I could only imagine how how many hours or how much how much time have they put into it to decide? Okay, this stone needs to go here. This needs to do this. Because I'm assuming they would have to they would have to farm I, I all these resources. Take away too. any excitement from you, huh. but there are programs out there where you can specify what you want it to look like in its parameters, and then it'll automatically like generate that using blocks in minecraft as a file and then you can just load the world and it'll be there but i'm going to assume that that's not what this person did they just painstakingly painstakingly built it by hand most likely in creative mode but it still takes a long fucking time to do that now when you talk I, i've never played minecraft so when you talk about creative mode that means they don't have to actually collect these items they can just say okay i want this type of stone and this type of this piece and right. the, you don't have to mine anything you don't have to create anything you have access to all the blocks all the items all that fun stuff in the game and you just build granted and i know how long that kind of shit can take because i for fun loosely for the word fun 
I used to look at old blueprints from castles over in Europe and stuff and build them in Minecraft. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Hey, it's the same idea as what I was freaking doing in um, No Man's Sky. Get Get rid of the dirt, build up the walls. (laughs) <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm not allowed to play Minecraft. They had an update or something recently too. What? No Man's Sky did. I don't remember what it was, but I think they had another update recently. Oh Jesus! We need to get back into that game soon. Uh... <laughs> One space game is enough. We're stuck on Destiny. <laughs> Hey, just think about it this way. We're we're in the two two months away from finding out about Cade. God, yeah, that's coming up quick. Uh-huh. Can't wait. Well, that leads perfectly into this last thing, which I'm going to speed through because there's a handful of stuff. But this is also everybody's heads up for, uh, or I guess reminders too, for the showcases that are coming out. Street Fighter came out last week, and I don't, I don't understand these numbers exactly, but this came from the Japanese Street Fighter Twitter. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they already have a million players after three days. I don't know how it's only a million when they also followed up by saying they sold 50 million units in the first three days. Oh, Jesus. So maybe they hadn't had enough people playing, mm-hmm. but they had a million. they had a million out of that 50 million playing already. I don't know. But those were their numbers from that Twitter, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot. <laughs> Oh, that's still a lot of people. In this year, uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This year, there is a lot of uh, decent fighting games going to be coming out. Yeah, we're not going into that for story. We're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, from what I'm seeing, too, the story is kind of there. People don't really give a shit about it, but like the online ranking, the character customization, and stuff like that that you can do in it is excellent. So... And then right after that, Capcom announced, a couple days after that, they announced that they're having their own little 36-minute no, specifically showcase after um, the Summer Games Fest. Oh, damn. Well, actually, I think they said it's part of the Summer Games Fest, but it's it's right after the main show. Um, for showcases, starting tomorrow, mm-hmm. we have the Gorilla Collective Showcase, which starts at noon. Mm-hmm. Um then right after that on Thursday, we've got the Summer Games Fest, which starts at 3. And then at 6 is the Capcom Showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I did that wrong. Where am I? <laughs> June 12th is the Capcom Showcase. My okay. bad. Summer Games Fest is June 8th, at, June 8th at 3. Devolver Digital was at 6, the same day. Uh, then the Wholesome Direct game, which is June 10th at noon... That one game, that one is focused on like super colorful and cutesy and fun nice games, which is cool. You gonna have some neat games coming out of that. Probably a lot of indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, future game show, same day, only at one, an hour later. And then the big one, Microsoft and Bethesda, June eleventh at one and two respectively, because after Microsoft, right after is Bethesda showcase showing off Starfield. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Uh, PC gaming show, same day, two hours after that, at 4 p.m. Ubisoft Forward, on the 12th, at 1. And then Capcom, June 12th, at 6. 
So, so it, this is our not E three E three week. <laughs> so, so it's safe to say a lot of our topics next week is going to be all about the showcases. Yes. <laughs> oh, we are going to have a busy week. Yes, we are. You have to find time at least to do to try out the new update. If uh, if any of our listeners ha- uh, are into Dreamlight. Uh, the tomorrow nine a.m. Oh yeah, fuck. Ah, why well, got it? No, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna make Megan do it. <laughs> I'll just tell her, "Hey, updates installed. Go check it out." She'd be like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> and the and the funny thing is, one of the no, things I, um, I want to check out this one just because of the story. Yeah, it's interesting because at least the way the trailers made. I sent you the trailer, right? Yeah, it looks like we're gonna be like traveling between dimensions or something yes i th- the the tr- uh the way the trailer's making it sound like the tree house is a way to get into the other world um but what's confusing me is you saw the you saw the images of the tools right yeah i'm wondering if that is just an aesthetic thing or not right are they going to make uh, allow us to be able to put skins on our tools or are those specific to the other world because those are dark. That's a good point. I can absolutely see that being a thing that you buy into just to change the looks of stuff. But at mm. the same time, you raise a good point. Um, but what was actually pretty cool, and I, I don't know if they intended it or not, but if you go to, uh, if you find any of the images where the uh, the dark castle is, zoom in on the clock. A lot of people mm-hmm. had the theory that uh, that was actually the day. That um, that was the way they were hiding uh, the date of the announcement. The from what I saw, um, Callie was saying from what she read, a lot of people were saying it was six five. Obviously, it's not. But from what I could see, the hour hand was pointing to the six, and the minute hand was pointing to the seven. So I had told her from the get go, if that's the theory, that's what I'm seeing. Then that means the the uh, the update release is going to be six seven. So I was right. Yay. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool that they hide shit yeah, like congratulations. that. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely cool. Oh. Uh, I mean, if you like that shit, go look at the um, ARGs that is or was or still are going on for Marathon. Mm-hmm. Those things are fucking involved. <laughs> are you sending me down a rabbit hole? I mean, a lot of it was solved from the videos, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it was like scanning QR codes that led to 12 different images of circles and, and blank spaces. Come to find out those circles and blank spaces were the same as like old style punch cards that you were able to save data to in binary. Okay. So you overlay all the images to where it's lined up and then... Um, there's like green circles and black circles. The green circles count as a punch. The black circles don't. So it's like the green circles are ones. The black circles are zeros. You throw that into a punch card identifier. It spits you back binary. You pull the binary out and then you can put that into words. And that word or those words led to a website that unlocked a video to watch that talked more about the game. And there are still other puzzles from the trailer that they're discovering right now. So (laughs) that's what you would have to look forward to. <laughs> nope, not 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 nope, not getting involved in that. <laughs> I already don't sleep as it is. It, I like that shit, but man, my I I can't do that. 
my brain doesn't work like that, but I think it's really interesting. The closest I ever did to that was Halo 4 had an ARG kind of thing going on, where it was like, it's called Hunt the Truth. No, it was Halo 5. It was called Hunt the Truth, and you're like, man, I don't remember. You're solving puzzles to to get into the Oni database to figure out something for Halo 5. And it, I, I spent nights up at 3 a.m. working with a couple people trying to figure out stuff. And we got so far into it. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but that's that's my thing. I want... I think I would get... It. I would love to do stuff like that. But holy shit, I'm just thinking about it. Who thinks of setting stuff up like that? And taking the chance and going to all that involved in... Let's say, for example... The, the, the biggest example of, and the biggest meme that people do about... Is D and D like the the DMs? They go through all the trouble of setting up the story and this and this and this. You do this and that, and they blow it up, and the the players just blow it up with one thing, and it's all done, gone, bye. That was useless. I, 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 <laughs> how can they take that chance? That's a ball. That's a ballsy chance with the with the uh, the marketing team. Smarter people than us, man. <laughs> Hey, it worked, and people are interested, it got people going, I'm okay with that. It's really cool. Yes. Very nerdy. Talk nerdy to me. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that for the last hour. Fine, I guess. How much more do you want? The rest of my life. Is that all I am to you? You're just using me? Yes. <laughs> Okay, and then there's just making sure. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then there was silence. This is not the end of the podcast, I swear. Well, for this episode, that is. But I mean, it is. Yes, we need to go to bed. I gotta edit this and put it up. So it's your turn. Where are they gonna find us this time? I don't know about you, it's but I'm gonna be in bed. No, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts at this point. Um, yeah. Tell us what you think, what you want yeah. us to talk about next. Um, send us a message. Say hi. We like that stuff. Oh, yeah. We're also, I mean, we didn't record before until now, but happy Pride Month. Yes. Happy Pride Month, guys. Rainbows are cool. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I like it. <laughs> Good night, Mike. <laughs> Good night, Mike. <laughs>